2: They get their minutes, and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black. Minute 26, Greg and Bryn find another booby trap. To tackle Minute 26, we have Alex Thompson of Galaxy Quest Minute along with Niall McGowan and John Parker of Bat Minute Returns.
3: You come home, there's a giant maze in your living room, you're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the
1: furniture, but this is wackadoodle crazy. Yeah,
2: that. This doesn't make any sense.
1: A problem? You promise to no, no, no.
2: It's like a fucking cocktail party in here.
1: If I get a few words from you before
0: you go. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute, the podcast where this shit just got real one minute at a time. I'm your host, Alex Thompson. Joining me today in studio, we have our hide and seek correspondent, Niall McGowan. Uh, hello. <laughs> and our cardboard murder correspondent, John Farley.
1: <laughs> hello. <laughs>
0: And today, we are looking at Minute 26 of Dave Made a Maze. Minute 26 starts with Bryn informing Greg that he is getting so cold, and ends with Bryn discovering Greg's body impaled on toilet paper tubes. Mm. Uh, So yeah, is this this your
3: first episode of this as well, Alex? Yep, sure is. We're all all in the same boat here. We Mm. are, yeah. Mm.
1: It's an interesting dynamic we've got going, because... uh, one of the guests, Niall there, he's seen this film. Yeah. <laughs> I Shock have horror. not seen anything but these minutes. And its i, I got to say, it's intrigued me instantly. I now want to go and watch this film.
3: <laughs> it, it was a rare setup because I know when Robert, uh, who may be editing this, hello, Robert, uh, when he put this was putting Hi, this project together and he was reaching out for people to join in, and it was all very mysterious and whatnot, and then uh, as soon as he like let a bit of the cast list go, and I saw, oh, Jonathan from Buffy's in it. Oh, I've seen this movie. I know. This. I watched this a couple of months ago. And, uh, yeah, so then I thought I was instantly out of contention to be on the show because I thought he didn't <laughs> want anyone. Although well, the thing is, though, because it was a couple of months back, and, like, I watch a lot of stuff. Uh, when I watched these minutes, I was like, oh, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> like, this, this, this I remember stuff that, like, later on, stuff that I won't spoil for people in case anyone just doesn't want to know, but, like... Um yeah, this particular scene, these particular characters, actually were like, "Oh, I no, this didn't stick with me at all." For oh, well, although that, a lot of stuff, a lot of weird stuff happens in this movie, so it's it's not <laughs> any fault of the scene. It's just that like there's a lot more stuff to remember.
0: <laughs> well, I yeah. really, Rob, yeah, Robert's our ulterior motive was he's in charge of marketing for this film. He's trying to just get people interested in seeing it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's worked, bloody hell! Oh, yeah. I I might actually go and watch this tonight. Um, <laughs> I thought you might like I might just watch this movie. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking
3: I might watch
1: it, but no, eighty it, it, minutes,
3: you say? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. I love
1: the, I love like just this scene here. Like I, I go into it knowing nothing, but it, it instantly kind of tells me a story. I, I'm I'm picking up bits and pieces of it in just mm. sixty seconds, which is crazy. That's really well yeah. done. It's one of those handy things that you know we as
3: minute-by-minute uh, minute podcasters, we get every once in a while where it's like the minute itself is like it's like a mini-movie.
1: Mm, it's like, yeah, yep,
3: this yeah. is a big – big, you have a setup here. You have a little bit of a story in between, and then it has a definite conclusion of like, oh, yep, you find you know, they were playing hide-and-seek, and now he's dead. And there you go. That's that's the story. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, I know it happened a couple of times on that minute. The thing was like, literally like – Oh, Jack Napier's gone over the the railing, and uh, hanging there for a bit, and now he's fallen, and
1: well, that's the end
3: of that movie. <laughs> it's like <yeah>, it's <laughs> yes. tied up nicely
1: there. I love that. Yeah. Maybe people now are making movies with us in mind. <laughs> mm.
3: It's like a mandate of, like, no, every minute has to be have a beginning, middle, and end. You can't have things leaking into one another or
0: Well, that's the snake eating its tail, right? People make movies with Movies by Minute podcasting in mind. Yep. And then we we do Movies by Minutes podcasting about them. And then people make movies with those podcasters in mind. It's going to you know? happen.
1: It's going to happen. And, you know, it's only a matter of time before someone has, a like, a commentary track that you can play along. And there are Movies by Minutes person- and it'll just pause the film as they're talking.
3: That's the thing. That's the thing cause have you guys actually, Have you watched the the movies you've covered since completing a film, like Alex, have you watched Galaxy Quest since you actually finished nope.
0: with the Galaxy Quest minute? I have not because uh, I, I watched. I may the... come back to it at some point, but uh, for right now, it, it I've I've seen it plenty. <laughs> that's the
3: thing, though, because. My uh my my brother like because he has a little son who's like um just turned three and he's got really into Batman and there's one day we're in his house and he's stuck on Batman eighty nine it's like oh he'll like this and it was it was stunning to me how fast the movie goes now yeah <laughs> because it's literally like you're just flying through it you're like
1: oh man we spent like a week talking about that one thing there <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that actually because we what are we as of recording this we're nearly minute fifty on Batman Returns aren't we with recording yeah, yeah. Um, and I watched Batman Returns two days ago in its entirety I deliberately wasn't doing it because I wanted to go through minute by minute but I caved I felt like mm-hmm. watching it. it it just like rocketed by like I didn't know what happened to the evening I was like whoa what the hell the movie's <laughs> over
3: <laughs>
0: But anyway, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. and
0: uh, I, I still haven't done my big rewatch on Independence Day. We've recorded a couple minutes already, but I haven't sat down and given the entire movie the full rewatch yet. Oh, it's, so.
3: it's always kind of weird, though. Like I, I do recommend, although it, it, it's it's antithetical to what's happening with this movie <laughs> because I would <laughs> oh I would recommend watching the whole thing like in, in one go beforehand because it does you do have like oh there's a thread that goes throughout the whole movie that I never noticed before watching it in one go, I don't want to pick up on that as we're going through the, instead of like being at the end of the whole thing it's like, oh yeah, I guess there was a sort of thing that we didn't really pick up on that we might have done had we yeah. been watching it all in one big long story But
1: I loved your choice of words there, Nile, a thread because in this minute <laughs> yeah. we see, uh, well for lack of a better word a thread, literally, mm, yeah. physically it's a <laughs> trap
0: a tripwire being held by what I presume are mogwai.
3: Yeah! Oh, I got such a Gremlins vibe as well. It's, it really is like, you're just a If they actually had little puppet Gremlins, that would be amazing. Like, just literally exact replicas of the Gremlins. And they were just like, surprise bitch! This was a fucking Gremlin sequel the whole time. Well, my impression
1: of this film is that, say if that happened, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, from these clips, that seems like the kind of vibe it's going for. Like, it, it seems yeah. funny is it like a mm. comedy horror i've deliberately not looked any of this up because i didn't want to ruin this uh whole gimmick <laughs> of having me on
3: oh uh, uh now i know because i'm the guy who, who knows so i was like am i supposed to say what,
1: what happens
3: <laughs> what the, the it's more yeah it's it's the things in it have consequences like people who die right. stay dead but it's all very silly like that's the kind of thing, and there is a there's an emotional core that's supposed to be quite deep and stuff. But mm. um, this is like it's like the yeah. I'm sure that as you know Robert Black would appreciate it like because I know from Facebook last night John you watching Halloween four the yes. first viewing of that and because I know the ending of Halloween four is like oh big twist ending where like fucking Daniel Harris kills. Or, like, her mother, or whatever. Yeah, it's it a great like, ending,
0: Michael. Spoiler.
3: Yeah, that's like, the, <laughs> she's going to be the new Mike Myers. And it's like, let me tell
1: you, uh, hope don't get too <laughs> invested in that plot point because yeah.
3: everyone's back the next movie, but oh, they
1: do not yeah. mention that. <laughs> that never comes up again. That would have been such a cool twist because, you know, they wanted to make that series, obviously, like an anthology, which yeah. is why they tried the third one and it didn't go so well for mm. some people. Um, I think that would have been a good way of making it kind of a bit more of an anthology, but still tying it to Michael Myers.
0: It's weird. The third one, as just a standalone horror movie, I think is perfectly fine. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, I think, it's just, I think, people's expectations were, no, Halloween is the Michael Myers series, not Halloween is the horror movie series.
1: Yeah, it's a shame that, because now you see it with, like, well, you've got American Horror Story. They they successfully pull off this, well, I say successfully, I don't really like it, but to a lot of people it's good, <laughs> you know, like it's it's yeah, doing they're well. They're
0: still going, you know, they're still going and still making money. So yeah, and they've
1: just yeah. stolen that idea, because that's what they wanted to do with that series, wasn't it? like each year well not maybe not each year but you know each time it comes out around the Halloween I do, it'll, I do wonder, um, Yeah, it'll be a different story
3: I do wonder if they had actually stuck with that from the get from the get go had they had like Halloween 2 is Season of the Witch would it have been more successful because the fact that they lured people in with two movies of like oh but yeah so Michael Myers and then then you got a third yeah. one that had nothing to do with them. it's like oh, you should, had they had done it in place of the second one where people have just got on board and been like, oh, I see what's
0: happened. And then well, let, you
1: could I have continued
0: so. on. Hmm. I think it. it well, that's a place where the art and the commerce kind of are at loggerheads, right? Because Halloween 2 isn't anything that John Carpenter and Deborah Hill ever really wanted to do. It's oh, something no. that the studio said, Halloween just made a bunch of money. Well, let's do a sequel. And you know, a sequel was never something that, they want they had in mind they didn't want mm. to follow this michael myers character again you, you can tell the that the studio said here here's money do it
1: yeah well i liked that second <laughs> film but the, the whole movie yeah. is just the ending of the first one it's just like it's a chase mm-hmm. mm, the yeah. whole film That's, is an ending there's no beginning or middle it's weird
3: it's weird you saying that though alex as well because i saw the, the new one yesterday and i really really enjoyed it but there's so many bits of it, you're, you can tell they're like, that's a scene that's been cut because they're going to put it in a, a, an extended Blu-ray. They're thinking Aww. already in advance of like, you're going, like, well, what happened to that guy? He just disappeared. Oh, he's obviously died off screen. And they've shot they've shot a scene of it. Because I think they have said like, oh, there's loads of other footage that were just both not used for pacing. And it's like, you're releasing an extended Blu-ray. That's all you're <laughs> going to do. You're trying to sucker people in. And even the way it ends as well, it's just like, there's no conclusion there. <laughs> you could do
1: as many more of these movies as you want. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> oh, for
3: God's sake, people, just tell a story and finish it. For Christ's sake! But... <laughs> oh,
1: you you yeah. get a conclusion for this this poor character here in this yeah. minute, though, don't yeah. you? Like, uh, <laughs> is he not a main character then? Because I, I assumed this was like the, the 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 ending of a big character.
3: Uh, no, no. <laughs> uh, the, 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 either you guys, do you, do you know who this this guy
0: is by sight? Mm. His character's name is Greg. But, uh, and the actor's name is Timothy Nordwind. He looks That's familiar, I know. Well, I think he's one of the guys
3: from OK Go. Ah. The band, the band OK Go. Really. Wow. Okay. I don't think he is, and I think this might be, like, his only acting part, where he's just like... And it kind of makes sense, because you see those guys always have the very homemade, homemade tactile videos, and yeah, their man. whole thing is like, oh, yeah, just making DIY, DIY artsy stuff. And this yeah. whole movie is just like, that. Is just that, the whole... The, premise is just like yeah, the, the
0: vibe I get from this scene um, is rather than this being necessarily an important character is this is kind of the the scene where they find and I could be completely wrong on this take but this is the scene where they find out that the, the shit is real yeah <laughs> and and there are actual consequences here like the moment in Inception where they're like okay let's well, find I'll kill myself and we'll just get and I'll just get out of here I'll wake up back on the plane like no you can't do that we're screwed and we're in here Mm. You know that same sort of a like. I oh, know it's fine. Whenever it's a cardboard maze and it's fun and we're playing hide and seek and woohoo and there are little games and traps in it and it's like no, you, you, uh-huh. you got impaled by cardboard tubes and you're dead.
1: So do you <laughs> do you think then uh, this this woman here is she going to go on to be a main kind of character and that that's how she discovers oh that, that this is serious mm. or is she also going to uh, bite the bite the dust? I
0: don't, I don't know because I'm. So, other than the cardboard setting, this looks like a very straightforward slasher scene. Mm. This character looks more to me like the hysterical hysterical girl. Mm. Mm. The you know now that something's died and she just cannot handle it at all. Just. Spends the spends far too long in the in the rest of the movie like crying and worried and hysterical until she finally gets killed.
1: Oh, like the uh, that just makes me think of the main woman in *Night of the Living Dead*. She spends <laughs> half of the movie hysterical and just crazy, basically. <laughs> Not the most uh, feminist and forward-thinking character, no. but you know, it was a different time.
3: No. Was that was, that, was yeah. that a deliberate lead-in to the next bit, John, or that? Uh... <sighs> No, it wasn't. (laughs) Like you know, when he says, "I'm coming to get you, Bryn. that's I didn't even think of that. um, No, oh my god. No, I I mean,
1: yes, it was deliberate. Now,
0: yes, we are professional podcasters, (laughs) professional quality.
3: I'm a genius.
0: In case people listen
3: don't know, the the line "They're coming to get you, Barbara" is from the beginning of *Night of the Living Dead*, (laughs) when that character you're referring to, John, and her boyfriend are going through the graveyard. He's just trying to spook her out. And she's like, oh, Johnny, stop it. And then, of course, <laughs> coincidentally, the zombie just shows up out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> and uh, there's um, a different version of that movie where they added new scenes in, like 20, 30, no, it must be like 30-odd years later, where they added some scenes in explaining stuff. And I'm, I'm pretty sure, if I remember rightly, they explain where that zombie comes from. Yeah, in, in, in newly shot scenes, inserted in, but it, they've made it look old. It's very weird. And they try and explain why there's zombies. It's some kind of weird religious thing. I, I don't mm. like it.
3: <laughs> I thought that at the end of that, there's reference to like a comet and stuff, isn't there? It kind of gives you at the end, it's like, yeah, something, there's a comet game, and there's something weird. Yeah, and but it doesn't, doesn't really
1: movie. explain. It's kind of like, eh, I don't know.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I guess one of those things, though, you just don't need it explained. I guess that's more like, what, why... Why yep. does Boba Fett have a dad all of a sudden? I didn't need to see this. <laughs> Why is India? Oh, I, I didn't care that Indiana Jones had a scar on his chin. Like, what the hell? But now it's like, yeah. The, Who where- made C three PO?
1: Yeah, we were all asking that.
3: <laughs> and then, it's like, a- of course, I was like, oh, where did the zombies come from? It's like it never. There's been forty
1: years. Nobody cared. We're just we're happy enough. Well, it's a bit like this. This film here. I hope it doesn't explain how the things within this cardboard maze happen. I want it to just be, he's made this cardboard maze and just weird stuff goes it on. came to life, yeah. Inexplicably.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. The explanation is never going to satisfy. Like, I see people talk about talk about zombies, like The Walking Dead, mm. and trying to posit the theory about how it happened. There's no theory that's going to satisfy you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, There's I know no way who... any explanation is going to be satisfying. I know some people who opted out of The Walking Dead quite early on
3: because they realized, like... Oh, this isn't about like how th- this isn't like the team that's gonna s- solve the virus or whatever and save the world. Well, this is just that. like, yeah. But yeah. If for some, they, they're just they're just like, oh, thought, so this story is going nowhere. Then it's just gonna be these people trying to survive the whole time. Like, yeah, it's like a soap with zombies, <laughs> and then they they opted out early and i was like no i'm sticking with the show till the end and then it got to like season 7 and i was like oh.
0: yeah it's kind of like was... a soap zombie so it's kind of getting bored it born. was season 1 i think the end of season 1 they um, discover that there isn't a cure yeah then, i know.
1: love that though i think that's genius as long as you've got a long term plan I don't mean, like, yeah, to to wrap up everything in a neat bow, but if you know where the characters are going on this journey and you're not just making it up as you go along, cool. But I get the well, impression I, they are just making it up as they go along.
0: Robert Kirkman has claimed he knows where it's all going go, mm-hmm. yeah. to go. To some, some extent, so. though, that's got to be limited by the availability of your actors. I mean, yeah. he's, he's... For one thing, it's almost like he's got to have two separate ideas of where things are going to go because he's actively writing the comic series as well. Mm-hmm. And you know actors are getting killed off in the tv series differently than they're getting killed off in the comic series and so it's like you've got to have two different plot lines in your head and i don't know how you reconcile
1: that but. Uh, it's a it's an odd one <laughs> if anyone listening loves yeah. that show i apologize that i'm i opted I, out two seasons ago i think i was just like nah i'm done
0: it was weird i got all the dvds and the blu-rays and caught up Uh, basically binged through to be current for season, I want to say it was seven, Mm. and then watched season seven and just couldn't do it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say it was seven. I could have the wrong um, number, but the season that ended with Negan kills, question mark, question mark, question mark. Mm. Uh. And then I watched the premiere just to get the answer to who Negan killed. But then after that, I was just like, you know what? This show is there's no lightness and no joy and no one's having any modicum of fun in this anymore <laughs> i just it, i watch it and i just i don't feel happy
1: <laughs> oh no it's
0: not like i want it's not like i want to watch a zombie show and then come away you know with a song in my heart but i don't want to watch it and just be like oh,
1: no. <laughs> well there are some zombie musicals what's that japanese one the happiness of the katakuris <laughs> it's a zombie musical, so you could leave that with a song in your heart, almost literally.
3: Oh, that's uh, weird. You're saying that though, because just yesterday, as I was going to see Halloween, appropriately enough, because I was listening to the latest episode of Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw, and he, the, the person who was on, was obsessed with Halloween, but really? like the the film series, but like he had a whole thing of like because he was a musician, and he's like, oh my ba- my bands played like the Walking Dead cruise that they have. Like, multiple times. Apparently, they have a thing the fans can go on. Like, 2,000 fans and some of the cast of The Walking Dead go on a cruise. And he's like, it's the most fun ever. It's just like, we just go, everyone's getting on great. The cast is in just chatting to the fans and stuff. Everyone's very easygoing. And then you'll be up like, we'll be jamming on stage and all of a sudden, friggin', Andrew Lincoln will get up and start playing guitar with us and stuff, and it sounds like it's the most fun ever, and for, like, the least fun TV show imaginable. <laughs> it's just like, oh, we have a great time making it. It doesn't come across, but, you know, we had a fantastic time making that show and going on the cruise afterwards. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. that my brother was, like, he was the opposite way, to, way around with it, though, because he's the only person still pestering me with, like, like, for years I was saying, you should really watch that show. It's It's pretty good. And he's like, nah, what? Who, nah, who cares? And then, so, I think because he's just very morbidly fascinated with gore, he's really he got really into like hostile and all that stuff when it came out. Uh, mm. He just he kept hearing about like this death scene with Negan, where like Negan kills somebody very graphically on screen. He's like, I gotta, I gotta see this. I gotta know what the what the circumstances are.
1: Mm, yeah, so I know that, which one you mean.
3: Yeah, but then he he caught up. And then all of a sudden now, like, I'm out of the show, and he's just like, oh, have you seen The Walking Dead this week? (laughs) It's like, oh, why why, why didn't you do this, like, four years ago when I actually cared? (laughs) But he's the only person I know who's still standing by going, nope, I'm with the show (laughs) to the end.
0: So, uh, speaking of segues, um, (laughs) I, I noted here, looking at the fashion, because this is a contemporary film, I feel like Greg's fashion is really gonna date this film in like 10 or so years
1: oh yeah yeah i mean i like it but like, it's it's very now yeah,
0: it's a... very now like uh Bryn brin's fashion's not too maybe in 10 years her hairstyle will look dated but the jean jacket is not too no, modernish that's pretty classic maybe, maybe that foot maybe her footwear Maybe as it's coming across the screen, but like, boy, Greg's uh, <laughs> big hipster glasses and that hat and,
1: mm. well, and a, a, a tie, tie with a short with, sleeve, a loud shirt.
0: shirt with yeah, loud shirt
3: with a, <laughs> with a casual tie. Because that's the thing, though. Because like, I feel bad now. Cause one of my notes was like, John, I'm pretty sure I've seen you in this exact outfit. Like, I I, <laughs> do, I do pretty much wear this. Most days. <laughs> yeah, this is like, yeah, not even just like, oh, a similar outfit. But like, no, I'm pretty, that exact shirt, that tie and that hat, I've definitely seen on you well, <laughs> at it's, some it, point. it's
1: almost that shirt. If you remember, it's um, it's chevrons, like a Twin Peaks chevron oh. version of that shirt. But otherwise, yes, exactly that. Yeah. Oh, the and I've got glasses. The, yeah, yeah. I think
3: maybe at the time you did have a beard for like a you went through this period where you had like this insanely long beard. Yeah, just yeah, just out for of fun. S- yeah, it would just seemed more like, oh, I just couldn't be bothered shaving for like a year. <laughs> and yeah, then all basically. of a sudden, it's just like you couldn't freaking get stubble out of your face now. You just
0: refuse to let it grow. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's how beards usually happen, is yep. someone you know goes about a week or so without shaving just because they didn't, they didn't wake up early enough or whatever. And then they go, eh, you know what? It's good. Well, they, I'll keep it. see, I've
3: had a beard for like a, a while now, but I made a conscious effort to grow it. I was just like, no, I want I yeah. want one. And it drove me crazy the itchiness and stuff it was it only gets to like maybe after two or three weeks where you're like, oh wait now it's gone like now well, it now it's just a thing on your face rather than like this is really bugging me, man like I can't <laughs> take this anymore well
0: actually speaking of Robert black, he had commissioned uh a few of us to donate some of our old high school yearbook pictures for um I think he was doing a publicity photo for uh, – or a publicity picture for something his daughter was directing, and he needed high school yearbook shots. And so he had – I think it was myself and Jonathan Howell and George Hendricks and Rick Ingham, all bearded men, (laughs) all pictures of us before beards. Ah, yes. uh, You know, 17, 18 years old, and I just looked at it and went, there's a lot of jawlines in need of a beard. (laughs)
1: Oh no! There's a
0: lot of weak chins and a lot of double chins to come. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's The thing, though, like this is very off topic, but like <laughs> the thing. No, like, no, no, it's not off topic. Greg has a beard. Uh, no, but, as you were.
3: <laughs> the thing is, like, because you know me, me and John, because we're in a different continent, we've never, we haven't made it to one of the de- like one of the meetups yet. But hopefully next year. But, uh, so I've never met George Hendricks in person. And I've only seen sporadic Facebook photos of him. But then when we had him on that minute, and, like, we always put pictures up of people, the guests on throughout the week. And I think John asked him for three different photos. And he sent photos that were like, this is three different people. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, and every photo I ever see of him, he looks like it's a different guy. It's like, I don't think, I think he's trolling it. Like, if I, I know people have met him, but are you sure you've met the real George Hendricks? It's not just like... A surrogate? Is there a, a real
0: George Hendricks?
3: Yeah. it's like, Or maybe he's a Everyone who was at Denver this year was like, it's an elaborate prank. There is no George Hendricks. <gasps> it's, it's just, it's the ghost of Hoyt Axton just, like, speaking <laughs> through a microphone. I think he's oh, uh,
1: Hoyt Axton's personality put into a computer, like, algorithm that <laughs> generates these things to say.
3: It's just like Hoyt Axton was the lawnmower man for a bit. He got (laughs) into cyberspace. And now this is like, since 1992, he's been existing under various (laughs) names. And the latest (laughs) one is George Hendricks.
0: (laughs) Oh, there was a guy I went to college with, and um, I'm I'm not going to say his real name, but we were convinced that he wasn't actually a real person, that this was someone's, like, performance studies <laughs> master's thesis <laughs> to just be this guy. It's a famous just actor
1: like, come to the school. I, or,
0: or just, like, I'm this character of... <laughs> to not throw his name out there, as I'm kind of insulting him, and just, like, to be this weird, out-there, trippy person for <laughs> four years and have no one catch on.
1: I love them already. Mm.
0: But uh, although you were saying,
3: though, about uh, the Chevron shirt, John, Twin Peaks, Mm -hmm. uh, this woman, Bryn, when I did watch it, because it was was very uh, close to the time where uh, Twin Peaks had come back, the Twin Peaks of the Return. I don't want to go into too many spoilers for people who haven't seen it. It's a weird one, because it's like, I recommend it as a show, but not if you've... It's like, if you go into the third season cold... You're gonna be completely lost. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, particularly, if, even if you've seen the first two, a lot, a lot of diehard fans did not get in that third season because it's very, very strange. But she's in it. She's uh, Brynn is is in an episode mm-hmm. of uh, where it's the where um, it's an episode where uh, you know Douglas Jones, Dougie Jones, uh, like he comes out and he's attacked by a guy, and then he's like trying to get the gun out of his hand. And you know, people who know the show will know the context, but like the evolution of the arm, the yes. the tree with the chewing gum head, the talks <laughs> appear to him. And he's just like, Oh squeeze his hand off and stuff. And then straight So no, it's after, more like this now.
1: Squeeze
2: his hand off
3: <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the they you talk about you that would be a good one actually. Just send people minutes of that show and just be like, What what what's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> what, the- what is happening here? <laughs> But uh, but yeah, there's a news report afterwards. People talking about, oh, you know, uh, yeah, that this guy, this he just took out this guy trying to kill him outside this office. It was amazing. And then Brynn, yeah, she shows up. She's like, she's the woman who was like, oh no, he wasn't in distress at all. Douglas Jones moved like a cobra, and I, like that's <laughs> her one her one line. But it was, it was in such close thing because people were analyzing that show literally almost like minute by minute, so intensely. But, yeah. like, after every episode, you kind of went over it again in your head to sort out what was going on. So, when I saw this, I was like, I've seen this woman before. And then, like, yeah, there you go. Know, turned out it was the same woman. So
1: oh, Well, sadly, though, he doesn't yeah. move like a cobra. He, no. Yeah. No. So, it doesn't work all the time having her around. Mm. But, um, that's the thing, he though, because. like I, an I,
0: impaled I, yeah. thing. The thing is, um, the, 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 the thing I, that gets impaled. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> But the, Cut that, Robert. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't funny.
3: I, <laughs> but um, Go ahead, Niall. The the, the thing is, I, I actually watching it, I'm not too sure if it's supposed to be the joke or if it's just, no, it's just the way it is. Because the way he steps over that wire and then his second foot gets it because it leads you to think like, oh, no, he's just going to walk over the wire again. That's going to be, that's the joke. And then it's like, no, no, I got him. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I thought this would have been played up more, but,
0: yeah, that's... Yeah.
1: That's a good point, actually, yeah.
0: Yeah, and usually someone steps on the tripwire as opposed to actually tripping on the tripwire. But
1: mm. Oh. Yeah, and it's... it's uh, like, I know usually the point of a tripwire is it's not very visible. That thing looks really visible, because it's, it's all <laughs> yeah. frayed. Like, you'd see that thing a mile away, surely. mm
0: the, well, I guess it blends into the cardboard surroundings a little bit. Similar color. Co- what, but, what
1: color's the floor? Because if the floor's a similar color...
0: I think the floor is the similar cardboard hue.
1: Aha, there you go. Hmm.
0: Although
3: that, Yeah, the business of like tripping on a tripwire rather than stepping on a tripwire is like, it reminded me a bit of when I was a kid. There's always a thing that I remember... It might have been the first instance of been able to identify as a child. It's like, oh, you've just put that in, this, just to make this episode go longer. Like, this isn't a thing that really exists, but you've just done this for the sake of the show. Well, I think it was an episode of um, Action Force, or G.I. Joe, as it's called in America. Over here, we called it Action Force because, I guess, they wanted it to be less U.S.-centric. So yeah. it's like, no, oh, it's Action Force. They're international. They just happen to be led by a load of American people.
1: Well, and kids here wouldn't know what a G.I. is. Because we don't Let's... use that phrase.
3: Yeah, but I mean, G.I. Jane
1: came out. Was... Yeah, but, but by then, you know, people, people understood more by then.
0: G.I. Joe, he's very concerned with digestion.
1: <laughs> I'd watch but,
3: that. Uh, but I do remember, there was an episode, I remember, where like, they're going through the jungle or something, and then someone went like, oh, wait. And it's like, I've stepped on a landmine. And they're like, what? What do you mean? He's just like, it's one of those landmines that it only goes, up, it only goes off once you take your foot off. And it's like that's not a thing. That's yeah. you just put this in because you didn't want to kill that character, but you needed some danger, so you've introduced <laughs> this. You know, and this was about mm-hmm. the age of ten, but like bullshit. No way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, yeah, just refused to accept that. I like, no, no, that's just like that's content. That is just
0: that is just stretching your writing right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, then poor Greg. Takes the toilet paper tubes through the chest. Yep.
1: Oh, it just makes me bloodless, think of a bloodless um, kill. First Blood. No, because doesn't he <laughs> spike someone in the in the knees with a oh, similar yeah. thing?
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's. Um, but, I was, I, was getting, I think I got. I got you the book of First Blood for your birthday one year. Yes, I, was, I yes. believe John. Yeah, because I was getting. I weirdly enough, I think I've read the book more recently than I've seen the movie, so I keep oh. getting the events. Because I know in the in the in that book, like Rambo is just killing people, just left, right, and center.
1: Oh yeah, he just goes relentlessly crazy. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and I remember like he's like he's killing, he's killing the dogs, he's killing everybody, and it's very much like it's him and Teasdale's combined narrative. It's not so much like in the movie, it's like Brian Dennehy is an asshole; he just wants rid of Rambo. Whereas in the book, yeah. it's more like no, he's trying to like he, he for the Rambo's own sake, he wants him out of here and stuff. And it's not an inherent prejudice; that's like, actually a split. And it's, he gets as much time spent on him in the book as Rambo does, but uh, so yeah, that, I, I keep thinking like, oh, have a, does he impale somebody? Does he just kill somebody in the film as well? <laughs> and it's like, oh wait, no, he doesn't kill people in that movie.
1: No, I think it's just to the knees. The uh, yeah. sim- isn't, similar approach. <laughs> he doesn't kill American people,
3: but he, he, if you send them back to Vietnam, he will kill the fuck <laughs> out of everybody there. Though, you worry yeah, about I that?
0: Took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> oh, that, that's one for the gamers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: It's interesting that this kill is bloodless. I mean, I I guess it would kind of go against sort of the whimsy of the film if Mm. this was a realistic impalement. But
1: Mm. yeah, you don't want too much blood and gore, I think, because it would. To me, that does take away from the comedy element, the the fun. Yeah, and it just starts feeling a bit kind of bad taste. I'm not one for like really over the top gory films. You see.
3: Oh. Oh, you oh, just might want to avoid that new Halloween then, because that's, that's pretty <laughs> brutal. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like freaking... There's a bit in the trailer, you see. Like, Michael Myers just, like, he comes in, to, like, a woman trapped in the toilet, and he just, like, puts his hand over and just drops a load of this guy's teeth that he's freaking beating out of his head. There's, like, all bloody teeth all over the floor and stuff. Like, yeah, it's, just pretty, it's pretty brutal. But, um... Yeah, the... Uh... You guys still there? I'm not too sure because like I, I can say that there is there is no blood in the rest of the movie, but there is fake blood, where it's like people's heads will come off, but it'll be like a load of red yarn will come spewing out of them. Oh, okay.
0: That's mm. the film exists entirely in a logic all of itself. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like there thing. is. I think in our in our third minute, there is um, a little bit of what looks to be disemboweling with yarn. Mm. Um, mm uh but uh anyway, anyone have anything else here for minute 26 i suppose or uh want to move on to what trippy shit is coming up
2: next <laughs> yeah i'm
0: happy to i'm happy to move on if you guys are
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't really have any yeah. specific notes other than I, this looks great <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh all right fellas i'm pretty sure you've got something to plug uh,
1: yeah. just, no, I'm uh, going to let you do it, because I plug it every episode of our, our show.
3: So. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, but I do more guest spots, John, than I plug it in all those other shows.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true.
3: Uh, no, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, well, we're from bat uh, uh previously Batman 89, but now we're doing all the other movies, so we've expanded, uh, although that was always oh. the plan, was to do all of them, so I don't know why we went with 89 in the first place. Because we're but... stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and we're currently airing uh, the second, we finished the entire first movie, we're now in the middle of the second one, Batman Returns, uh, and uh, you know, we'll be going on to cover Batman Forever and Batman and, and Robin thereafter. Uh, and yeah, you get us through all your normal podcatchers, and we have, we have you know, just me and John and an eclectic bunch of guests, Alex, you were on there just recently as well. so Sure was. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can get in touch with anywhere. Just, uh, just Google Batman. Minute. we
0: pop up, we're right there.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: and as for me, you can check me out on your podcatcher of choice, uh, Galaxy Quest Minute. Uh, let me let me say that again. My stomach is deciding to be noisy. Come on, stomach. <laughs> I know it's early in the morning. You haven't eaten yet. I got it. Uh, as for me, you can check me out on your standard podcatcher of choice, uh, Galaxy Quest Minute. Uh, Depending on when you're listening to this, Independence Day Minute may be out by now. And Cleveland in 6, going deep into Major League. Yes, that's three different places where you can hear me be needy. Um, (laughs) All right, listeners, um, I'm not really sure how to sign this off. Uh, Go make a maze?
1: (gasps) Yes, make your own mazes and send them in.
0: Yes, do that. Just just, just sign out by
3: singing Maybe I'm
0: Amazed.
3: By wings, would have a bee.
0: Davy made a maze in the way you. No, actually, any lyric after oh, Davy made a maze doesn't work. I was gonna sing "Amazed" by I was a Lone Star? No. Every little thing that you do, <laughs> Maybe I'm amazed by you.
1: Well, you Perfect. both amaze me.
0: And then I could probably disarm all the traps, and then we could we can finish this maze. Who is with
2: me? That was Alex Thompson of Galaxy Quest Minute, along with Niall McGowan and John Parker of That Minute Returns, taking on Minute 26 of Dave Made a Maze. They will be back in Minute 34. Next time on Dave Made a Minute, we've got me, Robert Black of Michael Myers Minute, taking on Minute 27, and interviewing Timothy Nordwind, who plays... who played Greg. Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place, and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DaveMadeAMinute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice, and check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening.
0: As long as we're all working together, this is going to be fine.
3: It's going to be great. Need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today.
1: Totally. Wait, what?